0: to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey everyone, we're looking at the Gospel of Matthew and we're jumping <laughs> into the Sermon on the Mount and this is one of the most um, well-known, mm. probably passages in, in the Bible mm-hmm. and um, also one of our favorite scenes from The Chosen. If you haven't seen The Chosen, you got to watch The Chosen. (laughs) We're going to talk more about that later. Indeed. But it begins by talking about blessed, blessing, Mm -hmm. um, what Mm -hmm. that is, all that.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jesus is kind of just laying out a framework here for a lot of things that um, I don't know if we'll touch base on or touch all of them, and in fact, I actually, I know we won't, but we're just going to talk about what stuck out to us, and um, kind of the highlights, and also just moments of confusion that kind of arise when you read some of these things, so I'll go ahead and go first, like Clark said, the beginning of chapter five is a lot of these blessed statements, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, and so initially, when you read these, it's like, this is confusing. Because we don't think of, you know, morning in your morning being blessed. We don't think of being, you know, meek and being blessed. And so that's initially, you know, what th- that might be resonating with you. I think that resonated with me a little bit and I'm still learning. And uh, like you all, I'm still, you know, gaining a, more understanding and just coming to understand what, Jesus's meaning here, but I think, um, I think it's just good to recognize like, oh, okay, wait, what? Because that's exactly what's going on at this time. You see, we think of blessed and we think of, you know, success and power Mm -hmm. and authority. And that doesn't line up with being poor in spirit. If you get
1: on Twitter or Instagram (laughs) and look at hashtag blessed, you see all kinds of frivolous, fluffy. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty comical and sad at the same time. Yeah.
0: And so, Hashtag oh my goodness. And so I think that's, that's just a good place to start is like our, our understanding of blessing and what that means. Yeah. Um, what kind of stuck up in this list to you?
1: Well, yeah, I actually want to say 2022 what? is going to be the year of blessing at Emmanuel. Like every sermon series (laughs) that we are going to do is going to fall under the umbrella, the theme of blessing. Like, what is this? What does this mean? Hmm. And so I've, I don't know how many books I've read on this. I've read a lot of scripture, but I've probably read 10 or 12, 15 different books on blessing in both the Old and New Testament. Here's some takeaways. In the Old Testament, it's a very diverse and beautiful word. The word blessed is Barak. It can mean to bless the one who blesses you. It can mean to salute, to kneel down, to kiss on the mouth, Mm -hmm. to speak words of excellence about, to make peace, to cause to prosper, the power of life. In the New Testament, the word is makarios or eugletos, and it's often um, talking about making large, making bigger, making happy. Uh, it's got more depth to it than like American happiness.
0: It's a lot. That's yeah, it's a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so we're going to talk about blessing. Good thing. We're going to do it the whole year. Right.
0: So it's not it too good. overwhelming,
1: but just a couple of things for you to think about while we look at this. Indeed. A couple of things that I wrestled with, have been wrestling with the mm-hmm. last six months is what does it mean to be blessed? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to bless others? Yeah. What does it mean to bless God? Mm-hmm. So here are the definitions mm-hmm. I've kind of come to. To be blessed is to experience salvation and and well-being that can come from God alone. What does it mean to bless God? To bless God is to worship him with our words and deeds. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to bless other people? Mm -hmm. It means to seek their welfare, both now and forevermore in the name of Jesus. So we're going to look at Matthew. We're going to look at sexuality within this kind of framework of blessing. We're going to look at the Lord's blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, the high priestly blessing, a number of different things. Yeah. But anyways, they're excited. Yeah. So back to Matthew 5, yeah. blessing. Which of those stands out to you? If, yeah. you, had to, if you had to pick one.
0: Well, I, I mean, I was just talking about mourning. And so I think that when we initially read this to it was this, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Yeah. Um, and so I, I want to read this um, in the message version, you guys, because I, it's one of those things that just makes more sense to me. So I'll read the first couple. Uh, poor in spirit and mourning you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope with less of you there there's more of god and his rule you're blessed when you feel lost no you're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you only then can you be embraced by the holy one most Mm. dear so in that um yeah. Jesus is coming in his kingdom. This is one of his first sermons. This was yeah. like his first big, like, who is this guy? Let's go listen to him. I'm curious. I want to know more. And so when you approach this sermon and you hear what you're about to hear, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on too. It's not like what they've been told. Um, he actually comes and he uses a different phrase. Yeah. He's like, I'm coming and I'm telling you this. Even
1: to the religious people, it's it's a change in framework. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different way of looking at God, uh, other people and life.
0: Right. And so honestly, I mean, we'll move on. You can share yours after this, but the, the what sticks out to me in this is like Jesus is coming. And now when we mourn, we mourn with hope. We don't mourn alone. Mm-hmm. We don't mourn... Um, we don't mourn in a way that is removed and separate from Jesus. And so that's why, like, I like reading in the message version also, because it gives that little extra added understanding for me. That's like, oh, actually in our earthly circumstances, whatever those might be, um, we can meet and actually use those things as an opportunity for God um, to break through, to Mm -hmm. meet us. And actually, let me rephrase that. He is doing that. And then we can position ourselves to see and understand and receive that. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's in a place like mourning. Mm. What were you? Yeah. But
1: yeah. The one that stood out to me was hunger and thirst for righteousness.
0: Why did that stand out to I, you?
1: In my own heart, my part of my prayer has been, God, mm-hmm. just help me to want the things that you want. Yeah. And hate the things that you hate. And just like make my heart like yours. in that realignment mm. that has to occur. Yeah. You know, when I hunger and thirst for the things that God loves and cares about, I think that's when you begin to experience life and life to the full. Mm. Like all that he wants to give you. Yeah. So it's good. But really, it's just all upside down compared to the world, like I, you already alluded to. I know. Um,
0: it was so, I mean, do you want to mention The Chosen in this scene?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So The Chosen, um, the TV show, this is the end of season two, yeah. which you can download the app, The Chosen, all the episodes are on there for free. <laughs> but it, it culminates in the Sermon on the Mount. It builds up to it. And I really appreciate how they filmed it, and at first I was like, "What? I would have done this differently." I think that the beginning yeah. of season three, they'll probably pick up where the Sermon on the Mount left off. Hopefully, but when Jesus was writing this, he had his disciples in mind, and there were specific moments yeah. throughout the previous sixteen episodes, fifteen episodes, where he we saw a meekness, yeah, or we saw a pure in heart, um, and it helped. It made a lot more sense like watching it. So you did. anyways, another plug for The Chosen. I know. If you haven't watched it, you'll like it.
0: Well, and that's what you, you read as you continue throughout the rest of like this chapter. So really the blessed kind of passages stood out to Clark and I, when we were reading, but as Jesus continued, continues talking, he's talking about being Saul and light. He's mm-hmm. talking about the law He's and then specific things like murder and divorce. And so, um, olds and like loving your enemies. And so he touches on how, like where the old Testament has been and, mm-hmm. and that's intentional. Yes. Like he's bringing things up on purpose that, and the phrase that he uses, I mean, I'll just, um, in verses 31 and verse 32 and verse 33, and then verse 34, it has been said, anyone who divorces, blah, 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 but I tell you. Yeah. And again, you hear that. And again, you have heard that it was said, but, but then I verse 34, you. but I, and I tell you. yeah. And so Jesus here is getting at that, how... There's a heart issue that's much bigger than our behavior, yeah. right? Isn't exactly. That yeah, that we totally. Touch because too?
1: when you're reading this and you're looking at Old Testament law, yeah, and Jesus, and it says don't murder. I think the vast majority of us hopefully can say, right, I am good mm-hmm. because I haven't killed anybody today.
0: Totally. My behavior says check.
1: And then God is saying, let's take a deeper dive into that heart of yours and see where there's anger because when you have anger in your heart, you're essentially like taking life. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Have you committed adultery? Hopefully, most of us haven't. Mm-hmm. He says, "Well, for those of you who haven't, let's look into your heart. And have right. you had any lustful thoughts? Mm-hmm. Everybody has at some point in time mm-hmm. in their life. Well, this pertains to you too. Yeah. So he's saying, I don't care if you can go through the the checklist and say, I haven't stoned anybody, I haven't stolen from anybody. You know, I don't talk bad about my mom and dad. He's saying, let's look at the heart of why why this law was given to you, and mm. we can't." Um, we can't live into that on our own power, yeah. which is why Christ came and eventually the Holy Spirit's given. Yeah, And so I appreciate what he's saying here in Matthew. And then you'll read the next couple of chapters, next couple of days, and he's getting to our heart, yeah. not so much to our behavior. Yeah, It's really good.
0: It is good. And if you think about where this is like, um, falling in Jesus' ministry and his timeline. Again, like this is at the beginning. yeah. And so it's just kind of an interesting, like, Hey, we're, I'm breaking through and we're kind of going, we're just going to call the kingdom of God. Like it, like it's countercultural, like it is. What it yeah. is. And then, oh, you know, there's more understanding to come. Um, but I think when you're reading this, you might feel like that too. And so um, with the blessed statements, and then also like, oh, um, yeah, we really can't do these things without you, Jesus. And so that's why it's good that we get the whole rest of the book of Matthew, but then the gospel too, to understand like, oh, but Jesus came so that we could do, yeah. <laughs> we can, we can exactly. do it in Jesus. Oh, you guys. Well, another really, really special passage though, in Matthew chapter five, um, is actually verses 13. Why are those special, Clark? Uh-huh. Why are those
1: special? Yeah, they were special to us. <laughs> those are the verses. Oops, oh, sorry. We memorized as we were dating. And then when, when I proposed to Bobby at the top of the lighthouse in San Pedro, yeah, looked to quote this scripture and talked about what does it look like for us and our marriage yeah. and our family in the future to be salt and light to the world. Mm-hmm. And then actually when my, my dad, when he did our wedding ceremony, he also talked about being salt and light. Yeah. So it's very special. Anytime you read this, I go back to, to those dates. Indeed. And,
0: uh, yeah. Well, I'll read it in the message version too. I feel like it kind of, um, again, it just makes a little bit more of a, uh, it hits my heart a little bit. So in the NIV, it sounds like this. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Is it no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men? You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden and neither do people. Light a lamp or, uh, and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everybody in our house in the same way. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. That's the NIV. So now it's fun because this is kind of transition to a, an encouragement, a blessing, not just in our relationship, but for our kids too. Yeah. And this is what it sounds like in the message version. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? Mm. You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bears, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, Shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, his generous father, this, our generous father in heaven. Just love that. That's
1: good. All right. So there's a lot of, there's a lot to work with and chew on and digest here in Matthew five. Yeah. So our prayer always is that you would just make this part of your daily rhythm of life. You would Mm -hmm. spend time with the Lord and then hopefully have an opportunity to talk to somebody else about what it is that you're reading and how the Holy Spirit's speaking to you through the Bible. Yeah. Um, so feel free to share this with anybody else.
0: Thanks for listening, guys. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give Him His peace. Have a great day.